Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there's an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real-life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's Word. Victory can be your story. What's up, podcast fam? Happy Friday, or whatever day that you're listening to this. (laughs) Well, we are excited for another week. Yes. If you are from New York... We just got a ton of snow. We and if you're not from New York, on. I don't even know if you can, you know, especially people down south or in like South Africa where some of our people listen. I don't even know yeah. if you can imagine. I mean, no. we had 21 inches of snow. So much. We put Hunter in it and it was like up to her, like above her belly button. And she wasn't even like all the way <laughs> yeah. in. No, I actually woke up this morning and I can't really move. I kind of feel like Why I ran that? a marathon because I am so out of shape. Man, that's a hard thing for you to swallow. You Not know who, really. You know who I, feels good? Listen, I have never claimed to be this active, like, in shape person ever. Well, thank God you still look good. Thank you. Well, I feel great and I shoveled a lot of driveways and things. <laughs> I mean, that's why I guess I'm just an athlete yeah i will say like i think it's easy for me to say like how much i love the snow because i really don't have to do much work other than play with hunter in the snow whereas you recap of the snowstorm marcus and nick got stuck at our house with their little toy car shout out marcus and nick and then we had to dig them out and try to get them out we couldn't get them out because there was eight inches of snow on the ground and they have like a four inch clearance from their car yep then we told them to take the van so then we had to push their car back to park then we got, got the van, van out. Then we got the van stuck. Then we had to dig the van out. It's quite the adventure. Then the next morning he came, we had to dig his car out again because it snowed more. Right. Push him out. He got stuck just a few small times. Then we got the van, brought the van back in to get it in the parking lot or in our driveway. The van got stuck, so I had to dig that out. So This has been wild. Not for me, for you. <laughs> if you were to ask me how I feel about snow currently... I'll give it like a negative five. Which I think is a great segue into what we're talking about today because that is a great example of um, what we are going to kind of discuss and go back and forth about. Um, We want to talk today about, um, you know, when God tells you to leave everything. And maybe you're like, what do you mean? Like, what's that got to do with the snow? Well, we didn't call ourselves to upstate New York. God where there you. is a bunch of snow, but God, the the call came to both of us um, to leave some things. For me, it was everything. For mm-hmm. Chad, it was you know a couple things. I'm, I just mean you're from here, so it's not like you like left your family and whatever, which is what we're gonna get into. Yeah, because different people have different priorities. It's true, one hundred percent. Yep, the Keep call going. the call hits people differently. I think <laughs> it, it hits them in different places. Yes. But we're going to talk about, you know, when God calls you to do every, when God calls you to leave everything, because every single one of us are called to leave something. Um, now, following God, you're actually called to leave everything. When, when God calls you to follow him, you are supposed to leave everything. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, you're supposed to leave the old man behind, right? Yeah. When you get saved, you leave yeah. the old man, you leave the sinful nature, you leave the sin that the Bible says, so easily ensnared you. You leave that. So you are called to leave everything, quote unquote, everything when God calls you to follow him. But for some of us, there's a different call that comes after that, which is the call of purpose. Mm -hmm. 
And that purpose for some of us is going to require us leaving a lot of natural things that mean a lot to us. Because salvation, it's free, but following Jesus is going to cost you everything. everything. When we start to consider the disciples and the... The, the ones that, you know, you think about Peter and James and John and these guys had fishing companies ultimately and they abandoned everything to later be martyred and killed. I mean, they abandoned absolutely everything they were comfortable with, everything they knew, everything that they, you know, probably even thought their purpose was before they encountered Christ. Right. They literally abandoned everything and right. followed Jesus all the way unto death. Right, right. So I think it's interesting because this is like such a multifaceted uh, topic because mm-hmm. it's going to be different for everybody. Yep. Even for Chad and I, it's super different. So for instance, you know, when the call of God comes to somebody um, that's got to do with your purpose, for some of you listening to this, you know, the call of God is maybe he's calling you to a completely new place. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's calling you to leave everything and you're going to go to a new place. But for others, maybe he's just calling you to a new job or yeah. a new career, or he's not necessarily calling you to leave a physical location, mm-hmm. but maybe he's calling you to leave a comfort zone. Yeah. And I think that's, I, I want to hit this now because I think a lot of people have, you know, stargazed eyes for going somewhere else. But just because somewhere else looks nicer and maybe more appealing does not mean that you're called to leave where you're at. God will give you instruction. And staying where you are is not worse than going somewhere else. Staying in in your physical location. You know what's crazy? Nothing may change except your relationship with Jesus, which changes how you approach every single thing yes. in your life, in your work, in your Christianity, yes. in your family. I think that's and it good may change that you brought that up. Absolutely everything. So yep. I'm not, you know, as we talk, because our callings, stories are so different. Our callings, though, are, are different locations. And I don't want to create some like dream for a bunch of people. Like that you feel like you need to go to like this different location in order to fulfill the call of God because that's not necessarily everyone's story. That was my story, but that doesn't mean it's your story. Um, But I want to talk about Genesis 12 real quick Mm -hmm. because this for me, and I'm going to share a little bit about my story. Chad's going to share a little bit about about his story. But Genesis 12 was really the, the passage of scripture that I personally clung to when God asked me to leave everything. And I want to say God asked me because Yes, God told me to do something, but it was up to me to be obedient. Yeah. Same with Chad. Mm-hmm. God asked Chad to do something, but it was up to Chad to do it. See, we have a an amazing and terrible thing called free will where it's up to us. God's not holding a gun to our head and forcing us to do something. It's it's a choice. It is a choice every single time. So Genesis 12, 1 through 4, I'm going to read. It says, The Lord had said to Abraham, or Abram at the time, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and I'll make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on the earth will be blessed through you. This is an important scripture. So Abraham departed as the Lord had instructed. Mm -hmm. And Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. Yeah. And there's just something about God calling you out of something yeah. 
into something brand new. That's right. And it's scary and it requires trust. And there's a lot of unknown things. But this is what I love because the same promise that God gave Abraham of following his instruction and departing from it. As we follow the instruction from heaven, there's blessing. He'll make you famous, not for your sake, but for his sake. He'll bless those that bless you. He'll curse those that curse you. And people will be blessed through your life. Because your obedience is Mm -hmm. not just for you. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself because we're going to get to that. But your obedience to the call of God is not just for you. There are so many people waiting on the other side of your obedience. Yep. And you got to be willing That's to so do good. it. So um, let's kind of get into it. And so for me personally, I was, when I was 17 years old, God called me to go to Bible school. And God didn't just now, for those of you who don't know much about me, I was raised in a ministry family in South Africa. Um, I'm incredibly close with my family. Like, I don't, like, Chad makes fun of me, but I am like incredibly attached to my family. Actually, he always says that if I could have any living situation, it would still be to live in my parents' house. If my wife could have all of the desires of her heart, we would be in South Africa, still living in her bedroom (laughs) without air conditioning, with Hunter living in her parents' house. I am incredibly attached to my family. I'm very, very close with them. And so what's crazy about that is God asked me to leave the thing that I felt like was the most important to me. And he called me to Bible school. Now, he didn't call me to Bible school down the road. He didn't call me to Bible school, you know, a couple states over. He called me to Bible school in Tampa, Florida, United States of America, Mm -hmm. which is a different continent to where I lived. And so... You know, actually, it's funny. I was offered a scholarship to go to Bible school before I felt the call of God. And I laughed when I was offered that scholarship because Mm -hmm. I was like, there's no ways I was going to be doing that. But the seed was planted and God began to work on my heart. And I knew that this is what I had to do. I actually knew that I needed to get away from my family. Because can I tell you, your comfort zone is an enemy of your purpose. Comfort is a destroyer. Comfort is a destroyer and an enemy of your purpose. Why? Well, because when you're comfortable, you don't feel the need to be pushed. You don't Mm -hmm. feel the need to uh, go and do other things. Why? Because you're comfortable. It's it's really simple. I was actually just reading this morning. I'm busy reading a devotional by Terry Savelle Foy. And she was talking about how if you have experienced discomfort, you should actually rejoice because you're in the ranks of those who have done something great with their lives because discomfort creates something. But anyway, not to get too off track, I felt God call me to um, Florida, which, you know, sounded like a fantasy at the time. You know, I remember being in my senior year and telling everyone I was moving to America at the end of that year when I graduated and blah, blah, blah. And it sounded great until it came to actually having to get on the plane. And I'll never forget, I got on that plane by myself and I cried the entire way to Florida. It's a long flight too. It was like 21 hours of crying. Like it was a lot of crying. Um, I had to blame it on sinuses a couple times when the people next to me looked super concerned. But God called me to Bible school. You know, I thought that was sacrificing everything. I thought that was the wildest thing that God could ever call me to until... um, Fast forward three years, Chad and I got married and he then called us to come to New York. And you're saying, well, what do you mean? You know, you already did Florida. How big of a deal was New York? Well, you don't understand. Bible school was somewhat temporary. I knew when God called us to come and be ministers in upstate New York, it was going to have a lot more permanent uh, tag on it. Mm -hmm. And so, again, I had to pack up my life and leave everything. 
Yeah. And so, I mean, how did that feel in that moment? You know, in the moment, you're like, why, God? Because it doesn't make sense to you, God. Why? If you're such a good God, why would you Why would you ask me to leave mm-hmm. everything? If, you, if you've given me my family, why would you ask me to leave my family? Why right. would you ask me to leave my friends? Why would you ask me to leave the place that I love, my Your culture? <laughs> I have a great bedroom. A very pretty bedroom. But why would you ask me to leave everything that I feel like is important to me. Mm-hmm. And what I realized with that is like, God could absolutely use me in my comfort zone, but I knew that God could use me better outside my comfort yeah. zone. And I knew that there was something that he wanted to do with my life. Now, what I want to encourage you is it doesn't always make sense. And there's still days where it doesn't make sense. And there are still days where I'm like, God, I still don't understand. But then when I look back at, you know, how many years, Chad, it's been like eight years, three years of, Bible school and then five years here in New York Mm -hmm. I look back at the eight years and I look at the people I look Mm -hmm. at the church that we've built you know the campus location that we've built together I look at you know the the amount of relationships we were just talking with our best friends last night about the amazing relationships we have with the people in our church I look at all of that and I'm like, oh my gosh, God, what if I hadn't been obedient? Now, I'm not saying that in like a prideful way, like these people are all, you know, a product of my obedience, but in some way, my obedience has affected every single person's life. Absolutely. And then let's change directions and talk about, you know, I was not saved (laughs) and I got radically saved August 5th, 2012. I was enlisted in the delayed entry program for the military, and I was getting ready to ship out um, in November. I got saved in August, knew that I was called to go to Bible school, knew that I had to get out of what I was currently in. So I, you know, through a miracle, got out of that. But then I knew that I had to go to Bible school. My parents actually offered a Bible school in their church. So I didn't have to go anywhere, but I felt that I needed to be out of my, I'm a little more adventurous. Yes. You know, and not I, a little I, bit more. Yeah. You are much more adventurous. <laughs> I like risk. I like, yes. you know, challenge. I like to do those things, but it was still so far outside of what I knew. Yeah. And so I was looking at Bible schools, ended up going to the same one in Tampa. And man, it was an 18 hour drive from, yeah. from New York down to Tampa, Florida. And mine was an opposite experience. I was stoked and excited because I wanted to grow. I was so interested in this next step that God had for me. I mean, I love my family, but it wasn't necessarily required, you know, or or something that I had to have to move forward. And then we went to Bible school and then God called us to go to South Africa for a year for our third year Bible school. We lived in South Africa. And honestly, I never, ever, ever intended or thought that we would ever go back to New York. Right. Never. I had already, you know, settled it in my heart. And isn't that funny? The person that wanted to stay in her home area versus the person that was literally okay with being planted anywhere in the yeah. world. Yeah. Uh I ended up back in New York. No, but I'm laughing because yeah. I'll never forget when Chad and I started dating in Bible school, he brought me home to meet his family and see where he grew up. And I said out of my mouth, I will never come back here. And never it, say never. And it wasn't like a, it wasn't just like a flippant statement. I was like, I will never come back to this place. <laughs> and here I am sitting at my dining room table 
at the very place yep. I said I would never come back so to. So never say never to the Lord because his ways are much higher than your ways and his thoughts are much higher than your thoughts. Now, and I don't believe God makes you do something because you don't want to. I believe that sometimes we say no to something because on the inside of us, we know yep. something about something. Absolutely. And we have like an inkling like, and Absolutely. then that's why we say no. And I think growth has to happen outside of our comfort zone, right. just like we've been talking about. But this is important for you to understand that you're being called to do something specific on this planet. It may not be to move across to another country or another state. It may not be to go and do something, you know, in, in, in another area. But God is calling you to do something specific. And it's not going to be comfortable. No. It's not going to be fun, per se, to your fleshly nature. It's going to be beneficial. It's going to be powerful. People's lives will be impacted by it. But the question is, are you going to be somebody like Abram, who is obedient to the instruction of heaven and say yes to the call and say, God, I don't care how scary it looks. Yeah. I don't care how far outside my comfort zone it may be. I don't care about any obstacle, I am going to do what you've called me to do, and I'm going to do it boldly. I'm going to do it through your Holy Spirit. And you know what? Through that, there's going to be great change in this world. Absolutely. So, you know, you might be listening to this, and God's not calling you to a different location, but your purpose is going to require maybe a career change. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's going to require, um, you know, not a physical location, but a spiritual location. Mm -hmm. God's calling you to something else spiritually. Yep. You are called by God. If you're listening to this, you're called by, by God. Yep. And the call has a cost. You know, this is a scripture that we don't really like to read, but I think it's important. And that's Luke 9, 62. But Jesus told him, anyone puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Because yeah. see, there is a call and the kingdom is forward movement mm -hmm. all the time. We can't be looking back all the time. When you're looking back, you're got your what double vision, yeah. um, and that's how car accidents happen. Yeah. When people are continually looking back, that's mm. how life accidents are going to happen. When God's called you to do something, but you're continually looking back, we got to count the cost. We got to realize, okay, God, I understand there's going to be a cost to this. But here's the, the amazing thing about um, God: God doesn't ever leave us unequipped. Mm -hmm. His word says in the book of I think it's First or Second Peter that He has given us everything for life and for godliness. Mm -hmm. There is a grace. For the call of God. There is. People ask me all the time, how do I manage to do what I do? You know, I have a couple, um, we obviously we have a Bible school here. And so there's a couple students that are not from here. And a lot of, I've had a couple of them come to me and just say, I just want to talk about, you know, how do you do what you do? Because I'm in the same situation as you. God's called me away from my family and I'm struggling. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't really want to stay here. I want to go home. How do you do what you do? And I always say the same thing. There is a grace for whatever God calls you to do. Now, what is grace? Great, grace is God's supernatural empowerment. Mm -hmm. He gives you a supernatural empowerment to get the job done yep. here's the cool thing about obedience when you're obedient to god god blesses you let's go back to genesis yep. 12 when you're obedient there's a blessing on that you know what comes with that joy mm -hmm. peace mm -hmm. everything that you need is wrapped up in being obedient to god let me paint a picture for you because i i don't think you realize how powerful god's grace truly is yeah you could be in the craziest scenario of your life you could be going through a hardship and a difficulty. You could be having to put in more hours than everybody else. You could have to do a hustle, you know, and, and go above and beyond what you ever thought you would have to do. 
But throughout that whole time and that whole situation, it's like you're doing it just like you were before. Yeah. It's like it doesn't take more effort. I'll, I'll never forget when we started the Ithaca campus. He called us, again, into an area. We, I'm from this area, but I was never in Ithaca. Right. Ithaca is a foreign area to us. And if you don't know, you know, we... Our, we live in a place called Elmira, and our church, our campus, is 40 minutes north of where we live. Right. And so going there, we had to renovate this building. We had to do all these changes. We were pulling like 80-hour weeks up there just renovating stuff, doing stuff. I had no clue how to do, but I was just there helping, being you know, a, a helping hand and, and doing these things. And you know what's crazy is I've never felt more alive. I've never worked more hours in a week. But I've never felt more alive. I've been, never been more tired, but I've never felt more purposed. I've never been more you know, frustrated in moments, but I've never been more fulfilled. So just know that even though it may be difficult in that moment and it may seem like, holy cow, how is this even possible? There is a supernatural grace from heaven. And as long as you're focused forward, as long as you're not saying, man, I wish I could just, you know, do what I used to do. Be like the Israelites when they're wandering through the wilderness. I just wish we could have some leeks and garlic. I wish we could just know that we had our next loaf of bread like we did in Egypt. You were in slavery. Right. You were enslaved. You did not have the ability to do what you were called to do. Don't trade out God's purpose for temporary satisfaction. There is no place like the will of God. Mm. There is no place like the will of God. Other places are great, but there is no place like the will of God. Do you know that because Chad and I have been obedient to the call of God, where we both didn't necessarily like what it looked like, we didn't necessarily want to do what God was calling us to Mm do, but in it has been provision god has provided for us he has shown up so strong on our behalf he's protected us Mm -hmm. there's been situations that god has supernaturally protected us he's given peace he's given joy um we both prayed when we came here that god would give us friends Mm -hmm. the friends that we need and i'm telling you he gave us the best of the best with our best friends so god has given us everything because that's what happens when you're doing the will of god he delights in blessing those who are obedient to him yeah but it's gonna take this real life sacrifice sacrifice and decision yeah it's a decision it It is it's a decision a once-off decision that's reinforced every single day And I mean, when we look at Philippians 3.13, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I'm focused on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. What lies ahead of you is greater than what lies behind you. And we take lessons and we learn and we gain wisdom from the past, but we are so focused on the future. We are so focused on what is next. We are so focused on what God is calling us to do in this moment that we can't be looking forward than back backward, then sideways, then up and then down and then getting distracted and and losing focus and just finding yourself maybe wandering in circles. I'm telling you what, don't allow distractions from the world to steal your purpose. God is calling you forward Mm -hmm. to move forward, to move forward faster, to move forward in an intentional direction. And think about this. Galatians 2.20 says this, 
My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. So I live on this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You have been bought with a price. In the response to saying yes to Jesus is giving up your body, your purpose, your will for the glory of God. And he's going to call you out of what you do know into some land that's uncommon to you, that's foreign, Mm -hmm. then he's going to promise you something massive. He's not going to pull you out of something to bring you into something less. He's always going to bring you into a calling or a purpose that's greater. But if you are willing to say, God, I'll be uncomfortable. God, I'll follow you with passion. God, I'm not going to get derailed. God, I'm going to stay focused. I'm not going to look back. I'm going to plow forward. Then I'm telling you what, you're going to make an impact and a dent on this world that God is that is God is going to be so impressed with. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about Abraham. Abraham is the father of our faith. Where would we be without Abraham Mm -hmm. being obedient. I don't think we realize how important Abraham's Mm -hmm. obedience was for all of us because he took a step in the direction that we were able to follow. Abraham, because of his faith, God made him the father of many nations. God says that you're going to look up in the sky, count the stars. You know, you're right, you can't, but that's how many uh, descendants I'm going to give you. Look at the sand on the seashore. Can you count that? No, but that's how many descendants I'm going to give you. And I love that you just said because of your faith. Because of Abraham's faith, because of your faith, people will be saved. Because of your faith, lives will be changed. Because of your faith, money is going to be made that's going to fund the kingdom of God. Because of your faith, the kingdom of God is going to be built. And we know that the Bible's commissioned to us. Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. Seek God's will for your life. And you may say, how do I know God's will and calling for my life? And so, babe, I want to ask you now, you know, this isn't in our notes or anything like that, but how did you know the calling? How did you know that God was calling you out of where you were into something different. You know, everyone hears from God differently. Right. For me, since I was a little girl, I've come to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. And it's not an audible voice. The best way I can describe it is it's just like a knowing. There's a different piece that I have. I've really learned since I was a young girl to identify the peace of God. And so I there was just I just knew. I knew that I knew that I knew. And I don't know if that makes sense. And I don't have a better way of describing it. Mm-hmm. But I just knew that God was calling me to something else. All of a sudden... Everything that I thought I wanted didn't seem to make sense anymore. And I just knew that I had to do it. So that's the best way I can describe it. And I'm sorry because it's not a great way of describing it, but it's just a knowing. It's on the inside. I've so honed how to listen to the voice of God. Now, with that has come a peace. And, you know, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite scriptures. And if you're listening to this and you've been discipled by me in any way, you're going to laugh because I say this to you. The Bible says in the book of Galatians that peace will be the umpire of your heart. Mm -hmm. Okay, what does an umpire do? An umpire calls the shots. I have learned to allow God's peace to call the shots in my life. Mm -hmm. What do I mean by that? I always put two decisions before God and I always know which is the right one because I have peace for it. And it's a supernatural, overwhelming 
peace. Now, don't get me wrong. I can still feel peace and have emotions, yeah. okay? I can still feel peace and feel like maybe I'm still making a mistake. But at the end of the day, when I lay my head on the pillow, I just know that I know that I know that this is what God was saying for me. Yeah. And I think to start to wrap this up, when God tells you to leave everything, say yes. Say yes. It's the best it's the best yes yeah. you could ever say. Yeah. Because everything is wrapped up in it. Mm-hmm. You know, people I think are so caught up in themselves that they don't realize that if they would just say yes to God, God would give their life meaning and a meaning that they could never do in the natural. Yeah. God will give you the wildest things, but you just got to say yes to him. And when God asks you to leave everything, don't look at at it as woe is me. Why God do you hate me so much that you would ask me to leave everything and switch switch the flip flip the switch yeah. <laughs> switch the flip flip the switch flip the switch and say wow god how much you would love me that you would call me to leave everything because you have great and wonderful yeah. plans god who am i that you would use me yeah. who am i that you would call you know this little snobby obnoxious uh, ministry kid from east london south africa over to bible school then launch her to upstate new york where she's going to plant a campus um, and begin to have a bunch of influence, be- get invited to speak at women's conferences, mm-hmm. have the opportunity to be able to speak into people's lives. And I'm not saying this in a prideful way. I'm saying it in a way of I'm in awe of God, but I know it's because I said yes. But what did he say to um, Abram? He said, I will make your name famous. Yeah. We're not seeking fame not or anything like not that. Even about but that. understand this, that when you follow God, he will promote you in ways that the world cannot. And he will make influence and attach responsibility to your life that people will recognize, people will follow, people will strive after, people will even be jealous of it. But he will make your name famous in your greatest responsibility. Hear me in this. When he makes your name famous... You don't take the glory. Yes, it's you give his it glory. To him. You give it it's to him. his honor. It's his name. It's his power. It's his grace. It's not you. It's completely him. Yeah. And when that happens, I'm telling you what, God is going to elevate you to platforms you never thought you'd stand on. Yeah. God is going to do things through you that you could never even imagine. Absolutely. So Absolutely. let's go back to our headline. Because I feel like I need to say this again to yeah, you, though. Yeah. When God tells you to leave everything, say yes. Say yes. I need that in your spirit. I need it in your heart after this podcast. And maybe you're listening and you're... Because I know that there's certain individuals listening to this. And I know what you're already saying. You're saying, but God, how? How yeah. can I leave everything? God, I don't want to leave everything. How could you even ask me to leave everything? You know, let me encourage you with my life. I left what I felt like was my everything. But can I tell you that ever since I've said yes to God, he has come in supernaturally even with that. Do you know that I have now lived away from my family for eight years? And in those eight years, I have seen my family every six months. Mm -hmm. People who live in the same country don't even see their families every six months. God has so supernaturally provided, you know, what young couple can afford to go back to South Africa every year? 
God has literally provided for us. He took the desires of my heart. God didn't just say, well, I'm calling you, so sucks for you. No, God said, hey, not only am I calling you, but because of your obedience, hey, I'm going to bless you. And you don't even have to give things up. God has completely come in and he has done stuff in our lives. I mean, like I said, I see my family every six months. So maybe you're listening to this and you're a lot like me. You don't want to leave those things that you feel like mean the world to you. God will do supernatural things. You know, we serve God. Are Mm -hmm. you kidding me? God is not subject to travel. God's not subject to time. God's not subject to all of those things that we get so wrapped up in that we cause to say no to what he's calling us to do. God supersedes all of that. And so he will. He'll make a way where there is no way. God will open up. If he opened up the Red Sea for his people, what is he going to do for you? And how much of an impact can you make? Man, just think of the people's lives that can be changed because of your obedience. So I'm going to end this off and then I'm going to have my wife pray. When God tells you to leave everything, say yes. Say yes. My wife's going to pray. We love you guys. And uh, grab a hold of this. And I'm telling you what, this prayer, it can be one of those things that you cling to. And it can carry you through even the most difficult decisions and difficult times. Right, right. Well, Father, we just thank you for every single person listening right now. God, I thank you that you would give us the boldness and the courage to say yes to whatever it is that you're calling us to do. God, I thank you that you pay for what you order. So God, whatever it is, whether it be us going to a different location or whether it just be us have a a career change or a smaller change. God, it's not about that, that that you don't look at like a location change is is mightier than a, a job change. God, you are calling us and regardless of what that looks like, let the posture and the attitude and the response of our heart be to say yes to you. So God, I come against any fear or anxiety that's been caused in anyone's life right now in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that we would trust you. God, when you called for Peter to walk on the water, you had every intention for him to do that. So God, I thank you that when you call us to do something, you're going to be there to help us to do it. God, we're not alone. We've never been alone, not from day one. So God, thank you for the promises of Abraham. Thank you that just like they applied to him, they applied to us. God, I thank you that you will bless us. You will make our name great. And God, I thank you for all of those who will be blessed because of our obedience. So God, I thank you, God, when you call us or when you tell us to leave everything, it's really because you're preparing to give us everything. So God, we love you. We thank you. And God, today we say yes to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us on today's Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single Friday. If you know of someone who could benefit from this, we would love for you to share this on your social media, as well as go ahead and leave us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.